Hello, everyone, and a welcome to WRP. I'm your host, Monday Young, and welcome to Living That Belle V. I am a life and expat coach, and today I'm excited to be speaking with Alexandra Pushu. Francesco, <laughs> I'm so terrible with pronouncing names. Thank you. Now, um, Alexandra is um, a diplomatic spouse, and she has been a diplomatic spouse for about 12 years, and she has written a book on the subject called Just a Diplomatic Spouse, and today she's going to be giving us a bit of insight of what's that like to be and a diplomatic spouse, all the ups and downs and the changes that um, a spouse who's, who is following their partner, you know, to different locations across the world, how they can navigate that the best way possible. She's going to be giving us an insight to a couple of chapters in the book so that you can know what you, the information that you could find there, should you be thinking about following a spouse, whether you're a diplomat or not. Um, her book will really give you some insights of all the things that you need to prepare yourself for if you take that journey. So hello, Al Alexandra, and welcome to Living La Belle Vive. Hello, thank you for inviting me. I'm very excited to, <laughs> to talk to you today. <laughs> me too. Now, me and Alexandra, we met um, through a expat women's group, right? Yeah, and, yeah. the Congress. They yeah, were Congress. at the Women's Congress. And I was really interested in her story because she um, she was talking about lots of insights that I know the challenges that trailing spouses face, um, dealing with all sorts of things as, as, as career change, um, career crises, identity change, location, sort of, and reestablishing herself in her own work and by giving you know all her energy to writing a book to kind of share that journey with us so Alexandra tell me a bit about yourself I know you have a background in business management that's right yes uh, I'm Romanian first of all so I'm born in Bucharest which is the capital of Romania uh, I started management and I have a master in business uh, and I worked in sales and marketing for about 10 years uh, before I started moving with my husband around the world and I, um, I figured out I have to kind of reinvent myself and uh, I think this is what uh, most uh, expat wives go through or expat partners yeah. uh, go through because um, it's difficult to follow your own career when you move uh, every couple of years to a mm. different location. Um, and you have to, to think about um, reinventing and also discovering um, something which is portable. So you have to, to find something uh, that you can do basically from wherever you move. Um, of course, nowadays it helps tremendously that we have all this technology and we have uh, internet and um, sure. especially for the last year, we've seen that you can work pretty much from everywhere. So yes. <laughs> I think yes. it's becoming easier and easier for us too. But um, it's, a, it's an amount of stress that uh, most of the people from outside don't uh, don't experience and sometimes they don't even uh, understand how it is so sure that's I mean and that's something I want to touch on it's like 
Um, from my experience with talking with lots of um, expat spouses or trailing spouses, that that's one of the main issues they deal with is people understanding, like people think every day is a vacation for you, you're in a new right. place, you're doing all these things, they think you don't have to work. So can you tell me a bit about, can you tell me a bit about your experience with that? I would say at the beginning was a little bit uh, easier because when we first moved, we first moved to Vienna in Austria. And uh, like the first year, year, year and a half, I would say, um, I didn't feel uh, the change quite a lot because I was always busy with the kids around the house. So, uh, of course, the life changed, but um, not so drastically. Um, but after I put my kids in kindergarten, mm-hmm. uh, I, like the reality struck yeah so i uh, i figured out okay so now i have some free time what do i do with it how do i uh, how do i use it um and um the thing is that for diplomatic spouses uh, most of diplomatic spouses don't uh, really work like on a paid job because right. of different reasons uh, some countries where you move they don't have a bilateral uh, agreement so you are not allowed to have a pay job for others it's like okay if you decide to to work you lose your diplomatic status or so there are all sorts of uh, bureaucratical things that you have to consider when you when you decide to have a pay job so uh, mo- that's the reason why most of us don't really have a paid job, a everyday job. So we try to, to figure out other ways to, to do things and to stay uh, uh, relevant um, in the professional field. Um, and uh, the first thing that I thought was volunteering. This is yeah. how I started. I started volunteering for um, United Nations Women's Guild. It's an NGO which is uh, based in Vienna at the UN headquarters uh, okay. there. And this is how I started. And um, I, I really liked it because there were mostly uh, also diplomatic spouses or um, partners of uh, UN uh, officers. Okay. So uh, it was a very international environment. Everybody spoke English because I didn't speak any German back then. So it was also a barrier, lang- the language barrier. Um, so I, uh, this is how I started. Uh, I really liked that, and I, um, I I pursued it. I uh, done a lot of uh, events there. I started organizing my own events there, and I helped to to organize others. So, uh, for the years uh, we've been there, uh, it was quite fulfilling, uh, and it was a meaningful work. This is what I liked about it because I saw the results. Uh, so I mean, so that's, this is that's, how it started. That's interesting what you were saying that sometimes diplomatic spouses can't work because of they could lose their status or because they don't have agreements with um, different countries and things like that. What would you, how would you say that a person who is uh, a spouse of a diplomat, how do they protect themselves financially? How, if they, if they can't work or if they can't, when they find themselves in this space where they're not able to do, to earn themselves a living, I would say this is quite challenging, especially when you've been an independent woman before or very active in your field, um, because uh, you are totally dependent, let's face it. So also financially, all the the money that you may receive, you receive through your husband. So everything is through him. And uh, I also uh, wrote in the book at the beginning, it was uh, also difficult because... uh, 
at the beginning of each posting, you get this uh, diplomatic ID that basically it's your ID in that country. And on the ID, it says, okay, it's your name, but under the name is the wife of... <laughs> okay, so almost like property <laughs> of someone, right? <laughs> yeah, so this is how you identify yourself. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's also, I mean, uh, now, of course, uh, after uh, quite a few years in this uh, <laughs> life, kind of life, uh, I'm, uh, I got used to it. But at the beginning, it was also kind of disturbing because um, you realize everywhere you go, everybody asks you, ah, what's your husband? What does your husband do? Uh, what's your, his rank? Or So uh, you are like more or less appreciated depending on uh, what the, uh, the rank of your husband and the status of your husband. And this, uh, it's annoying, especially if you are at the beginning and your husband is at the beginning of this. Uh, um, diplomatic world is a very hierarchical one for, for diplomats. So it's, uh, yeah. I would say it's uh, similar to the military. So they get sure. ranked. This is why, uh, what I think is most challenging because uh, you are not uh, professionally recognized anymore because you don't have a, a everyday professional and profession and also you are not um, um, very interesting for the diplomatic world either because your husband is uh, at the beginning depends, so depends on his you level. don't really count yeah, yeah it depends on his uh, level how interesting you are yeah right right and uh, i uh, i wrote um, uh, an interview i think uh, three or four months ago with uh, i do this um, series of interviews which are also called just a diplomatic spouse where i interview other diplomatic spouses who have different uh, not maybe not careers but different talents and they uh, exploit all, all these talents in different ways throughout their journey and um, one of these ladies which is uh, one of the, um, the ladies that I admire the most, uh, to tell you the truth, I mean, she's she's a lot more experienced than I am, and um, uh, she's been through a lot of countries, she's lived uh, a lot, um, but um, she said she had one phrase that I think is very important and uh, most of us should uh, remember, and she said, don't... Uh, don't confuse the interest that uh, people show you because of the status of your husband with the real interest they would pay and attention they would normally pay to you. So, um, so don't take the is, interest of to know the difference between if this person is really interested in you or interested in the status of your husband. Right. Basically. Right, because yeah, yeah. sometimes uh, you can lose track, and especially from one point, you might think that uh, they are really genuine and <laughs> interested in you. Yeah, yeah. So. And so, how did you how did you support yourself in finding to to see the difference if someone's really interested in you or interested in the status of your husband? How were you able to give yourself the tools to know the difference? I would say because mainly I try to uh, to do activities and to find activities outside the diplomatic world. Uh, but um, I try to uh, to find interest and to 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 develop my um, let's say career or um, uh, outside this world. So uh, okay, I wrote a book about the life, but I I mean uh, I didn't really promote it to the diplomatic world or uh, something like this or uh, also I do intercultural communication trainings I don't do them for diplomatic spouses or so I try to, um, to create a world for, outside uh, of the diplomatic yeah. community 
Yeah, where nobody knows my husband, I don't use his name, they don't uh, care who he is. Or, <laughs> or so, yeah. And this is the way I, I try to make sure uh, the, the interest is in me, not uh, <laughs> in the title. Not in the title. And so when you, when you started to kind of, um, you decided to write a book about being a diplomatic spouse, what encouraged you to do that? What about the story, your story, did you think needed to be told? Uh, the idea started actually from a talk with a friend that I hadn't seen for a long time. And uh, I realized that um, most of the people from outside, they have this um, maybe not accurate idea about mm -hmm. what the, the diplomatic life is about. Uh, there are a lot of cliches related to this, of course. Uh, they come from uh, decades of uh, Hollywood glamour and uh, all yeah. these movies where <laughs> diplomats are seen like uh, spies. <laughs> yeah, rock stars. Like Drinking cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the wives are always elegant and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect uh, hosts. Um, so this is how I started. But um, while I was uh, writing it, I decided, yeah, okay, we, we like to travel a lot and uh, we'd like to, to take the opportunity of living in a country to get to know the country real deep. And uh, this is how I thought maybe I should write also about the places that we've seen. And maybe some of them are not very touristical and uh, you cannot find them in the normal travel guide. Uh, and also I, I express my feelings and my uh, impressions about the place. So uh, even if it's not all the time uh, okay or I didn't like all, all the places we've been. So I, I, I said frankly what I had to say. So this is about the book. I was a little bit worried. Uh, uh, and my husband uh, always uh, told me, uh, try to be diplomatic. And <laughs> the, right. diplomat, the diplomat told you to be diplomatic. Yeah, you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I also wrote about things that I didn't like. So uh, if you uh, are curious to read the book, you will see. <laughs> so you gave an honest, uh, so you, so you gave an honest account about yeah. what the experience was like for you. So can you just tell me a bit about what do you think are some of the, like, you know, two or three great things you think it is about being um, an expat spouse and three sort of drawbacks? First of all, I think uh, going around the world and living in different places, because it's one thing to just visit for, let's say, vacations, and uh, it's completely another thing to stay there for a few years. Uh, I think it enlarges your um, view about the world. So you, uh, you see so many people with different customs, different cultures, you, um, you learn to adapt. So this is also another thing. You you really understand that you are much more resilient than you thought you are at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So uh, you learn to adapt faster to new situations, new environment, to become maybe friendlier than you've been. Um, I would say this um, hasn't been my problem because I'm usually a friendly person and I I find um, quite easy to, to talk to people, to relate to people. But um, yeah. It was still a struggle at the beginning and depending uh, where you go, for example, there are countries where maybe people are more open, more friendlier, and uh, there are countries where uh, they are a little bit uh, um, um, reluctant to, <laughs> to get in touch Reverbed from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. some countries where people are, it's, it's harder to integrate. They're a bit more reserved in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, so you have to... Uh, 
to um, to perfect your skills of social skills. <laughs> so, yes. uh, on the other hand, I would say that um, moving so often um, it uh, makes you lose the the sense that you of belonging somewhere. Mm. Uh, I mean, uh, even uh, it's uh, it's the feeling I had also when we went back home for a year or something between postings. Um, you don't really feel like you're home anymore. I mean, of course, mm. you, you have your family there. It's a familiar sense that you really like and enjoy and you lack everywhere you go. Mm. Um, but uh, in the meantime, you, you come back a changed person. And also the people that you left behind also change because some years pass by, so experience, new experiences. And uh, so everybody changed. So you have to start new with everybody all the relationship yeah. although you have old friends and you keep in touch and i try to keep in touch as much as possible with a lot of people from back home and not only from the other places that we've lived yeah, um sure. but uh it's it's a sense that something is different so yeah, uh, yeah. that's what I, I you lose the sense of familiarity that you normally have when you live in the same place uh, the other thing is, of course, as I mentioned before, is the professional uh, thing. I mean, uh, I, I honestly think that it's, it's quite hard to, to have a, a, a linear career when you move from place to place. Uh, well, either you have these gap years that you have to explain over and over again what happened, where did, <laughs> what did you where do? You were, why did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or uh, if you freelance or you do things uh, like portable um, around the world, it's uh, also struggling because um, everywhere you go, you have to find your place first. In um, uh, First, you have to feel comfortable somewhere to take time to, to relax and to integrate, and then you can think about other things like career. Or, so um, it's, it's quite uh, demanding, I think. But... Um, I, I really started to like it, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't like a boring life anymore. So. <laughs> and so how did you how did you decide to because it must take a lot of confidence when you know that you're going to be giving up sort of your career to follow a spouse, not knowing if you will be able to have a career again and all of those things. How did you develop that sort of confidence and trust? Uh, or create that balance with your partner so that you still felt valued um, in, your, in the life you were going to live going forward? I would say this develops in time, you know, but um, I remember before we uh, even got married, because my husband was a diplomat before we got married, um, even if we got, uh, before we got married, I had this talk with one of my uncles and uh, he just, uh, I was talking about uh, the the ideas or maybe worries I had that, okay, if I marry him, I would have to maybe move and uh, how it would be. And he just said, oh, don't worry too much. You just have to, to think about one thing. Uh, uh, is it enough? I mean, is he enough? If, because uh, you uh, have mm. to think that uh, when you move, uh, the only constant in your life will be your husband. Of course, afterwards, when kids appear, it's uh, even more. <laughs> But yeah. uh, at the beginning, so it's just your husband. So is he enough? If you move somewhere, it's only him. And you, it's only him that you can relate. And um, I thought, yeah, he is. So uh, this is how I, I decided. I think, that's, like, I, think, I think that's some excellent advice. And I think that's, you know, out of, out of all the things we've been talking about, it's true. It's like, is it enough? I think that's an essential question to ask for any situation, you know, when you, especially when, if you're going to be giving up sort of 
some parts of yourself is to is to know if the thing that you're reaching for or going for will it be enough and if you've answered that question before it's probably easier to deal with and how would you say you know um in your in your book how do you help um people understand how to prepare for a diplomatic uh lifestyle should they be thinking about following their partner to travel across the world um can you tell us a bit about what's in your book what people can find what are some of the chapters where you're trying to where you're kind of giving um us a real look at what that life is like first of all the the book is a very it's written in a very friendly manner if i could say it's like we are talking right now so if somebody reads it it's like uh, I am in front uh, of them and I am talking uh, over a cup of coffee or something. So uh, it's not a pretentious book. So it's like between friends. And I, I tell from my own experience, everyday life, um, uh, things that happen, um, happy ones, maybe not so happy also. So I, um, I didn't leave this out. Um, so um, if you want to, or if you think about starting this, you should know from the beginning that they will, uh, there will be like a moment of uh, loneliness, moments when you question yourself, have I done the right thing? Uh, mm. Can I do it um, more or should I stop? Or So it's, uh, it's normal. So don't worry about it and take your time. Give yourself time to to adapt to, to process yeah and to adapt and to process your situation so this is basically the idea of the book and then uh the the book is divided into a few chapters it follows uh, chronologically so it's like uh, austria and then germany and uh, i also have a, a small chapter with uh, some guidelines uh, mm -hmm. things that um uh, maybe not all of them I have done uh, at the right moment. And now when I look back, I think maybe if I should have done them, it would have been easier. So uh, I advise others to, to take the easier path, <laughs> let's say. Yes, sure. Um, and uh, there is also a small chapter with uh, cooking uh, recipes. <laughs> okay, nice. Uh, from the just a few and very basic because I'm not a master chef so I like to cook but uh, <laughs> uh, just some uh, traditional recipes from the countries we've lived uh, in and also from Romania so just a few of them not nothing complicated and fancy so uh, it doesn't require a very high level of, <laughs> cooking, of, of skills. cooking skills so <laughs> nice so so in the book you're kind of telling your story sort of in the first person but you're also there's also a guidebook in there to give people some tips on where they can start and what they should do and know bef before they get started being in being right. a diplomatic spouse yeah and it's like uh, um uh, things that uh i know that i have to do every time we move so it's right. like because every time you move you start fresh from the scratch so all over so you have sure. to to think about certain steps that you have to take every time so uh at the beginning maybe i didn't know all of them now i know i'm a little bit wiser let's say yes, or yes, let's hope yes. and uh that's what i try to to, to help others so if i uh, and uh, the thing is that i i received a lot of uh, messages uh, and feedback about the book and uh, um, I was pleased to, to, to know that uh, a lot of diplomatic spouses read the book and they said that, yeah, I, left, I lived a similar experience. I saw myself in the book, but also uh, it was uh, read, but um, 
about um, uh, from uh, other spouses, like uh, say mm. expat spouses. So uh, the, the experience is more or less similar. So of course they don't have the same environment, uh, the diplomatic uh, um, background, let's say. But the, but, uh, but the preparation. It's quite, yeah, it's quite similar. So uh, a lot of people can relate to it. And uh, uh, I've discovered this uh, very nice and big community of uh, expat uh, people all around the world that I never uh, knew it existed or I wasn't aware of it and uh, the the size of it before. So Yeah, yeah. I, it was it a was big expat a... community out there. Listeners maybe who are, you know, if there's people out there thinking about becoming a trailing spouse, what, what would you say were be three tips of advice to um to really get their mindset in the right place to to think about that in the right way before they embark on that experience i would say first of all it's um important um to not to compare uh, places and people so when you move from place to place start fresh and start with an open mind don't have uh, prejudices uh, before you go there and also don't compare because uh, most of the time, you know, when we when we think about uh, the past, we only remember the good things. So we, mm, we tend to forget mm. uh, <laughs> what we didn't like. Sure, sure. And uh, so uh, it's uh, inevitable that uh, we will think, ah, okay, I moved here. I don't like it. It's not as it used to be in another sure. place. So take your time. Don't uh, don't rush things. Uh, take your time. Let things to just uh, um, come into place slowly. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this is also very important. And uh, uh, another thing, um, don't take it personal. So, for example, just to give a small example, uh, we live now in Germany and people here are more direct. And uh, I used to take it personal at the beginning. I thought maybe they had something with me. So don't take it personal. Most of the times it's uh, this... Uh, uh, cross-cultural communication that can be tricky sometimes so you have mm. to uh, to understand uh, the locals a little bit in order to to establish a, a good uh, quality uh, collect communication so uh, take your time observe things read a, a little bit maybe even learn the language because it certainly helps uh, so take your time don't rush and don't because. expect much from you and from the others from the very beginning. So it takes time. And um, for those of you for who are looking to get in touch with Alex, can you tell us where we can find you? Um, I have an Instagram account under my name, Alexandra Pausescu. Uh, I have also a, a Facebook page with the name of the book, Just the Diplomatic Spouse. So they can find there um, also information about the book, uh, where to get it. Anyway, the book is available on all Amazon accounts and also Waterstones. So um, if they are looking for it, they can surely google it and find it so yeah <laughs> and me for too. all of those who, who would like who would be interested in reading alexandra's book i will have all the details to her social media and links to her book so you'll be able to find that there uh below in the subscription on 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 the page of wrp and i just want to thank um alexandra for coming to speak with me again uh today and I would think I'd like to thank everyone for listening and I look forward to speaking with you next time. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.